Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test Lord, we thank you for giving us a chance to come together. I pray that you will bless our time together in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, brothers, thank you for being down to do this. Um, One, like this is the first time I've been able to connect with all of y'all at one time since since COVID. Uh, So this is really dope. I think uh, even as an introvert, like I've learned during COVID, like how much I need the connection of other people and uh, especially the brotherhood in order to keep me just um, uh, keep me good. So thank you guys for being willing to do this. So I want to just jump off, just kind of just talking about faith, uh, how we have been built up uh, in our um, in our faith and uh, and what, what are kind of some of the spiritual disciplines that you guys engage with uh, in hopes of being able to, to pour into other brothers. So the, what I'm tagging this is Furious Conversations and uh, Bishop actually last time around we did Furious Conversations at City Point came out and what the concept is is basically it comes from Boys in the Hood, right? You got Furious Styles. He's having this these intergenerational conversations that I think are so important in our culture. So he has one with Trey while he's cutting his hair. Um, he has one out in the community with um, with the older guy and also the the younger guys. So I just think there's there's some power and magic in brothers coming together to have intergenerational dialogue. So that's what this is about. And uh, yeah, let's kick off just talking about just talking about faith. Um, what are some of the the spiritual disciplines you guys engage with? Uh, what are um, just some of the ways that you have grown as it relates to your knowledge of God, um, your relationship with God. We just throw the ball out, ball out, and let's go. I think um, for me, in my stage and phase of life, ministry, it's been more of uh, the best way to describe it, more of an organic flow. Mm-hmm. So for years, when when you talk about discipline, it almost spoke to regiment, uh, some sort of daily structure of, I'm going to read this much, pray this much, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's a, a little a different flow, and I've been able to almost fully successfully eliminate the whole guilt piece that could come with that and just be all right with each day being whatever it is. So some mornings I'm early and I'm out on the deck with a cup of coffee in my Bible, sometimes just walking to the edge of the deck and looking at the grass and thanking God that I can see it, smell it, and feel the breeze on my skin. So, you know, it's, it's sort of shifted that way. And then there are times when I, I, I may determine that this time is going to be spent with this kind of study. This time is going to be spent with a little bit more exclusive prayer. So that's kind of where I am. And I'm, and I'm feeling very good about that because again the guilt piece and the pressure gets removed and I'm all right with you know my father who, who understands who I am. Amen. Amen. I know for me I've been probably 
I'm I, I need more structure mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes I got adult ADD. Um, but I think even more so because I end up pastoring and discipling a lot of more new believers mm-hmm. who don't have a history of having some type of devotional life or whatever the case may be. So like, you know, I, I make a clear delineation between devotional time and Bible stuff. Like devotional time being those short periods on a daily basis that you spend with God, Bible study being the more extensive. So for me, like I've created like these devotional time worksheets and I've created these Bible study worksheets that I would just get a three hole punch, put them in a three ring binder to just really guide my time. Um, so like for devotional, it's more like five, 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 five minutes of worship, five minutes of studying scripture, which is usually just one scripture. Like I'll pull out my Bible app, grab the scripture of the day and not go into an extensive study, but just more so like a, Hey, this is what I grab from this scripture. This is what I need for today. This is what I hear God saying today. And then five minutes of prayer. And many times for me, I'll just write my prayers out at the bottom of my sheet. Um, and that really kind of really guides my devotional time. And even one of the questions on my devotional sheets is today I'm feeling and like, just like being able to articulate how am I feeling today? What's going on? What's, you know, am I burdened? Am I stressed? Am I happy? Am I okay? Am I really good? Like to be able to articulate that. And then it's kind of cool to be able to go back through those sheets and, uh, look at, like, I'll go back, you know, when at the beginning of the pandemic, and look at some of those sheets and how am I feeling today? And I was like, whoa, like, man, that was, I remember that time. I remember feeling like that. Um, and then, of course, for me, Bible study is way more in depth. Like, that's when I, I got at least an hour to spend, not preparing to preach, but just really studying the word, digging in the word, I don't know, without having to prepare a sermon for it. Um, that's usually worked well for me. Um, I love Richard Foster's book, Celebration of Discipline, mm-hmm. and he really goes through a ton of disciplines, yeah. spiritual disciplines. One of the ones that he even, I I was introduced to was the dis- discipline of corporate guidance. Mm-hmm. And that's like, not just, you know, it's, he says he, you can assemble people who are spiritually mature, who know you very well, who you've given permission to be honest and transparent with you. And whenever you're faced with some huge life decisions, being able to consult so like so like to bring y'all together if i say hey like i i I can say without a shadow but i know definitely like like you all know me well you're mature believers and i know if i call bishop mccants he's gonna be totally 100 honest and transparent with me and i can be like this is where i'm at and to me that's that's a spiritual discipline like being able to engage in conversation like that on a regular basis I know that's helped me through this pandemic. Like again, the connection, like that discipline of corporate guidance. Um, but again, they got to be spiritually mature. They got to know you that's well. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Teddy? Yeah. So I'm going to be probably a mix between those two, right? Mm-hmm. Is I've got an interesting dynamic in a sense of man first, right? I am a man that's trying to navigate my own personal ritual, discipline, spirituality, pastoring, and then chaplaincy for a professional athlete. So it's like, well, who, who are all over the place in terms of how they do stuff? <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's been honestly, based upon the season I was in, what that discipline looks like and being okay to give myself the grace to say, it's okay, like you're saying, Bishop, now, right? So it's like those points I was like, I felt like I had to be doing 30 minutes a day, 
concerted effort. And if I wasn't, I don't even know if I felt different. I think I was telling myself I felt different. Mm -hmm. Whereas there are other stretches where, or I was beating myself up because I felt like I didn't follow my plan I gave for myself for that point in time. And I was more so causing more mental aches than I was causing any spiritual difference. Uh, Whereas there were other times where I knew for a fact I feel off and I felt off because I wasn't getting what I needed spiritually. And it was like, okay, I need to go back. I'm not getting what I kind of call now. I'm, I wasn't getting my daily vitamins in. And it was on me for not taking them. Is that, so like, it, it's been different. You just helped time. me right there. Yeah, so it was like, I, I was causing more, I was so much, I didn't do this. It was like, it was mental angst. It wasn't spiritual def- deficiency. It was just, yeah. I was more so mad at myself for my own piece that I was doing. And it took me kind of talking with some of the players about just the mental stuff they was. I didn't read my Bible. And it's like, bro, chill. God's not mad at you. You know, yeah. you, you didn't forget what you read yesterday because you didn't get as much today. So I think in terms of answering it for me now, um, it's based upon what I'm, what I'm, where I'm at. And so I've kind of mastered the art of not beating myself up, but mastery of my calendar also is in terms of master of my spiritual disciplines is where can I make sure I'm prioritizing God and making sure that's my main thing. It's yeah. am I prioritizing him? and making sure I'm hearing from him. And that may look like 30 minutes today. If I got 30 minutes in the morning, that may look like my first five if I know I got a tighter day. That's right. But not feeling bad about having to make those pivots and adjustments, but making sure he is, I am getting what I need to grow and I am getting what I need in terms of my own personal meditation time, which is what I would say I discovered is just like a, a underlooked or overlooked piece of it is it's not just the reading it's not just studying it's not just the prayer and aspect of praying out loud or whatever but that real meditation like meditating on it what does this mean um how am i feeling so like i developed this thing called like a soul care card where i was like evaluating like all right by friday how do i feel about monday this is my week how did i feel this week though and like where did this play out into it this week sucked. It was a horrible week. <laughs> Just be honest. And it, it didn't say, right, well, where was where was your devotional time? It's honesty. I, I hope so. Like I got I got one I got one limit. It says I got one rule at this stage of my life. It's like no cap is all I live by at this stage. I tell yeah. people they tune in empowerment. Tune off if you want somebody to lie. Tune off if you don't want real. So it's like, yeah, this week sucked. And I can go back at it though and say, well, did I do some of the things I would normally do to help me balance out that emotional up and down? And for me, as a person of faith, God's going to be my balancing factor. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, that's kind of it um, for me. So it's very fluid. I do a Bible plan now with the, with the team. So that kind of, I've never done. I'll be honest, I've never completed a Bible plan. <laughs> not, not not one like this. Yeah. I'm, we're doing the one-year Bible. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've okay. never done it. I've always kind of, I mean, I I don't care how y'all feel about it. I've laughed yeah. at people who did it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. I, I've never, I've never <laughs> gotten through one, one either. Yeah, just like, man, like, I, I, for a while, I beat myself up. Then I started beating other people up. It's like, yeah, you're, you're the fool for walking through it all year. I get that kind of time. And uh, it's challenged me now, though, to kind of look at it and be a little bit more reflective and to realize it don't take as much time because in the version app, it breaks it up. It's like, it's just, just kind of lazy now. If you don't follow the plan, it's like, it don't take you more than five minutes to do it. But... To answer you, it's just, it's fluid. Um, I try to at least be consistent, whatever consistent looks like. And when I fall, pick back stuff back up the next day, but not be as 
um, beat up about it. But to be honest, it's like, yeah, you feeling you feeling off and you kind of you, you cussing people out because you ain't you ain't take your vitamins like you're you're, you're yeah, he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you on you on edge because you didn't you didn't do what you need to do. Right. So right, right. now I appreciate that candor because I think um, I think people are in a place where they need like spiritual leaders to keep it 100. Yeah. Um, and both talk about the challenges as well as just the reality of what it looks like to live everyday life as a Christian, right. as a human being. Um, because there is a lot of just like religious, um, how to put it, religious pretense yeah, that's yeah. happening in society um, and, and shaming that comes out of it. Right. And so er- everybody is like cosplay, um, <laughs> but shaming other people because they aren't pretending. And for me, like I'm I am a business owner and a pastor of a church during a pandemic and a dad to a kid who was three when the pandemic (laughs) started. Um, One of my responsibilities is just kind of keeping it all together. And I was a student until like 60 days ago. So (laughs) one of my challenges is just keeping everything together, staying sane, um, being a good husband to my wife, um, picking my stuff up around the house and not leaving my stuff everywhere, you know, making sure payroll gets done on time. Like th- those are like some of my priorities. Um, and when you're a parent of small kids, sometimes a lot of times you don't even determine when your day start or how it starts. Like, like there is like this whole, like I wake up in the morning and I spend some time alone with the Lord. Like a lot of times I don't get a chance to spend time alone with myself. (laughs) You wake up to like a kid standing next to your, um, next to your bed, talking about the stuff they need or you're running, trying to get the kid out of the house. So I give myself grace. And and so what, um, what I heard a few of you say is just, I, I try to, I try to be like Enoch. Like I'm I'm just trying to walk with God. God. (laughs) I'm trying to walk with God all day. And um, I'm definitely going to get my time in the word because I got to preach a sermon mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do the Bible app thing a lot. But when you've been preaching for two decades and they're picking out like the same <laughs> 30 passages of scripture. Oh, I already know that. man. <laughs> I already know that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I find that not to be very fulfilling. Yeah. And then honestly, Bible app is a little white yeah, for me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And so also the devotionals don't quite hit it, hit it for me mm-hmm. right. So um, it's shallow. It's, yeah. it's shallow. It's shallow. But, and it he, has, but it has to be. Yeah. yeah. It has to be for the market, for the people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's covering a lot of folks. I tried to get on it. They didn't want me. I was, I, I was trying to help them with their shallowness and give them something deeper. They they didn't want me. I tried to give them my um, Do Justice series. And, <laughs> They ain't got back to me yet. That's what's up. But no, I appreciate the honesty. Um, I just would love to just hear you guys talk about, like, that being the case, like, how do you know that you're growing, right? Like, that's that's a thing that's often floated around. Like, are you growing spiritually and yeah. things like that? Um, is it a thing? Like, do you think it's a thing? And if so, like, how do you know? that you are growing. So I don't have as deep of an answer as these two brothers, so I'm going to go first. <laughs> I know Bias ain't as deep as theirs. So <laughs> let them give a deep one. Um, 
I do believe there is a thing as spiritual growth and maturity, right? That's undeniable. We look at scripture, we can balance that out. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think that that, again, looks, in my opinion, looks different mm-hmm. as you're walking through it, right? Because what, what am I trying to grow and gauge in? Is it a matter of saying, did I pray more this week? Because that doesn't mean I grew spiritually. Right. Uh, that, that doesn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Did my walk change, though? Is my life being um, strengthened or altering? Am I not handling situations and circumstances the same way I would have? And is it my faith that's driving it might be a better determining factor, at least for me or how I kind of see it. It's like right now I'm walking my church through a negativity fast. Okay. It's like, yeah, we can talk about food. We can talk about you, what you're drinking and you're consuming. But if I'm going to believe the word stuff like Philippians 4, what Paul says, whatever is noble, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, think on these things as mm-hmm. a sign of me being focused on God and peace. Mm-hmm. Then practically for like, yeah, one area of spiritual growth for us right now, I feel like is just eliminating some stuff that's moving us away from faith. Mm-hmm. If faith and doubt are both belief systems, yeah. what's fueling my faith or what's fueling my doubt? And sometimes negativity is what's fueling my doubt. It's just I'm surrounded by people who don't believe. And whether it's believing mm-hmm. in God or don't believe in the importance of cutting my grass so you don't value landscaping like I do, it's factoring into how I live my life, mm-hmm. right? So it's like for me right now, one way I feel like I'm attempting at least to move us and myself across this board is saying, if we're supposed to be people of untamed optimism mm-hmm. on a conviction of the God that we serve, are we surrounding ourselves with some stuff that's either intentionally or subtly tearing down my thinking, Mm-hmm. Subtly or unconsciously tearing down how I feel about myself or how I feel about people around me. And so like, let's 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 focus on elim- elimination or limitation. Because sometimes it's, it's relatives or it's your spouse or it's whoever, so you can't get rid of them right away. <laughs> so it's a lim- so it may not be elimination. It might be limiting though. It's it's mm-hmm. some degree of limitation. Yeah, um, that's heavy, man. So that's kind of how. Can we stay on this this point about limiting beliefs for a second? Because that like that that's a thing. Right. Like when we talk about growing, growing as men, growing as human beings, um, a part of what we're challenged with is just negative thoughts. Right. That enter our minds, negative beliefs that we have held for, in some cases, decades about like what we can achieve, what we can do, who we can be. And, And in some cases, the practice of our faith can reinforce that, right? Going back to Bishop things, Bishop's thing earlier about like the guilt and all of that, like it can make you feel like I can't do tough things because I can't pray 10 days straight. Um, And so we can have these very low views of ourselves. Um, Does anybody engage in anything, whether it is like through your faith or not necessarily even tied that way that has helped you push beyond negative thoughts and like limiting beliefs. I, I literally speak to my thoughts. I mean, when something hits me that wants to bring me to that that space, I just make a decision that I don't have to entertain that. I mean, I know that, that probably sounds, you know, unrealistic, but it is true because you're constantly, particularly through the pandemic, you're constantly dealing with, you know, factors that introduce depression and anxiety. And if you don't work with it, it'll overcome you. And so I, I just, uh, you know, I think my daughter called it replacement, but um, I, I, I war against that. And, and try not to uh, allow it to take me, but to, to the doubt piece, I, I see doubt uh, 
not necessarily as a negative. In fact, you know, where I'm at right now, I try to think about what I think about deep, more deeply, and ask harder questions about what I have believed, what I have taught, what I have embraced as true, as constant, as permanent, you know, and, and it's helped me to reform the way I think about ministry, how I do ministry, how I do life. Uh, so I think I think doubt is an important thing if it's if it's put in the right place. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. I kinda like so for me, I view it as offense and defense. Okay. So for me the the measuring stick for growth is not necessarily what I do on the offense. It's just how I respond to life. Okay. And I think a lot of times we're measuring spiritual growth mm-hmm. based on like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like how many how how much are you reading your Bible? How long are you praying? How long are you fasting versus when life happens, how do I respond? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, mm. when when family members, you know, when sickness comes, what's my response? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it you know, all they always say, it, you know, offense sells tickets, defense wins games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it ain't always about like me trying to outscore the other team. Yeah. Because I think that's what a lot of times our, what we view spiritual disciplines as is, is trying to outscore the devil. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, we know the devil is busy. So the people got to be busier. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, a, I ain't trying to outdo the devil. I'm trying to make sure I respond in a way that's God honoring. Yeah. 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 You know, because sickness is going to happen. You know, financial woes are going to happen. Like in this economy now, like, man, like $6 a gallon gas ain't just affecting poor folks. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some wealthy people that is is, is hitting them differently. There are corporations where it's hitting them differently. You know, restaurants are having to increase their prices and, and consequently see a drop in. You know, patrons in their restaurant because the prices are up. So it ain't always about like what are you doing. Sometimes it's how are you responding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, I look at my life now, and I'm looking at like how I would have responded to some of the things that I faced mm-hmm. this year. How would I have responded to this five years ago? Right. Right. You no, know, even when I think about like my relationship with my wife, you know, my wife and I had a we had we had a little a little spat this morning, you know, just and it was just about something as small as her saying like, "I need you to be present more. I need you to help out more here. I feel like I carry ninety five percent of the house load," and it, and and it even it just it broke out over a. She was going to make breakfast for the kids, and she's like, "Hey, did you pick up the waffles the other day when you were in Walmart?" And I told you, <laughs> and and I mean I was in Walmart, grabbing something and. I ran into a, a brother from the church and we got to talking and chopping yeah, it up. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I, I see you Sunday. Woo woo. I go buy my stuff. I'm out the store. And I'm like, whoa, I ain't even thought about the fact that she did tell me now she went to go cook breakfast. Ain't no waffles there. And like, I immediately went on the defense. Like, uh, like, man, you know, you've been in the store 13 <laughs> And I went on, you know, but then, and, and I, and even, like I left out the house because I had a meeting earlier this morning, and um, 
I finished that meeting and I was just convicted, like, dude, man, you out of pocket. You are you, you out of yeah, on, on this. Yeah. On yeah. this. And and I and I had and I was even preparing my defense. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> so call you her. Work it the whole yeah. way. I'm gonna call her. <laughs> I'ma call her and be like, you know, hey, let's talk this through. I know it was something small, but I don't want us to be, you know, let's talk this through. But I'm also preparing my defense so that like you pipe down a little bit, like, calm all that down. And, and I had to stop in the middle of the conversation and be like, you know what? You're right. And this is not me patronizing you. Like, no, for real, you're right. I can't be so gone that I forget a simple, like just walk over two more aisles and grab some waffles. Like my bad, I own it. I got to do better. I'm gonna change my behavior. And man, five years ago, Man, this would have been a, a, a week long holdout, dog. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm standing my ground, like, no, you ain't gonna go in the store ten times a week and then get mad because I forget this. Door. How many times do you forget? Like, you know, I would always have a defense ready. So for me, I'm like, I view growth as I don't respond to stuff the same. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I, I love because what I'm hearing is that there is no space between. <laughs> Spiritual maturity and personal maturity. Yeah, you know what I'm it's maturity. It's, it's just maturity, <laughs> it you know. Is. It um, is. And what has often been suggested is that reading the Bible more <laughs> and praying more is a stand-in for becoming a better human being. Yeah. And so some people read the Bible a lot, and they're still jerks. Yeah. You know, they they still treat their their significant other horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, they treat other people horribly, mm-hmm. right? They, the way they show up to the world has not improved, but they can <laughs> quote Ephesians chapter four, verse two yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to you. But um, that's the whole thought behind Pete Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, where he says you can be spiritually mature yet still be emotionally immature. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that the problem is the church has made a clear cut delineation between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. we don't we don't challenge people to grow up from an emotional standpoint the way that we challenge people to grow up spiritually, which is why you can have people who are great orators of the gospel. You can have people who work in ministry and serve in ministry and they get like they're great Christians, but horrible people. And the fact that I can say great Christians and horrible people yeah, and make problem in and of itself is problematic. No, I but mean I, you what you just hit on is like why I love this circle. <laughs> like I cannot hang out with <laughs> all preachers mm-hmm. and like grow, not even talking about spiritual growth, just like as a human being. Yeah. Like like legit maturity. Like, yeah. like some are just immature or just wildin wildin or just like not good human yeah. being they, you know what i'm saying like if we can just, just be real like yeah. but, but, just, but so to that point though right i think it speaks to the larger problem that we kind of see when we talk about spiritual maturity when we talk about typically like becoming a good christian or whatever mm-hmm. it's about doing it's not about being Ooh. right uh-huh. so it's about it's about our performance it's about what i can show outwardly it's not about what it should what about because to even go back to your question about limiting beliefs, like mm-hmm. we overcome limiting beliefs by understanding who we are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who we were called to be. Mm-hmm. So the way we view ourselves is what causes a limiting belief system, right? So I'm limited because of my experiences or my exposure, my trauma, whatever. But if the word of God is what's changing me, 
Mm -hmm. I'm about being and becoming who he called me to be, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is overcoming those type of things. So Gideon says, well, I can't do this because I'm the weakest in my clan. Well, he says, no, actually, you're a mighty warrior. So he becomes mm -hmm. a mighty warrior as he believes who God says he is. But we don't talk about that stuff. Not yeah. the same kind of way. It's about doing. Just go do this. Yeah. Just go do this. Yeah. Just go read your Bible. Just go yeah. pray. Not about becoming who he called us to be. Not even about becoming a person. Don't become a better man. It's not, bec it's not becoming a better man. It's yeah. not becoming a better woman. I'll become a better Christian. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's really interesting. That's what we, That's the language that's, that's used. That's heavy. Yeah, I mean, we just had this conversation when I hit Bishop up about some struggles that I've been going through. And in my mind, in preparation for our conversation, I had already over-spiritualized it. And, I, and, I went, and I'm waiting for Bishop to call me in the prayer. And like, man, let, 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 man let's, let, let's go ahead and, and, and knock out a five-day fast. I'm, I'm waiting on some uber-spiritual direction for this. And Bishop was just so simple, like, you just need to change your behavior. <laughs> like you need to you need to decide you ain't gonna be stupid no more. <laughs> like just just make a decision. Like no, nah, like you know when you being stupid, and we know when we about to be stupid. Yeah, change yeah. your behavior and, and and check yourself. Like not over spiritualizing everything. And I think that that balance there, like like use your spirituality for spiritual battles. Mm -hmm. Like the enemy <laughs> is going to attack you. We are going to experience spiritual warfare. Like, that's what you need prayer and fasting for, like, but, like, being a better steward over your money, <laughs> that's just something you got to make a decision that you're going to do. You know, th those types of things that are practical, like, I don't need to go on a fast about my health. <laughs> so should you eat better? Just, Lord, should I eat better? You know, God, heal my body, Lord. Heal my body, Lord. Like, like no, change your diet. And like that, See, but that feels like secularism to, to some people. Go to the doctor. It, and it feels <laughs> like secularism to some folks, right? Mm -hmm. but, but you see, that's when getting back to the whole doubt part. Those are things that we need to question more out loud. We make these points out mm -hmm. loud mm -hmm. in our churches among the people that we serve and love, because we, you know, some of the measurements that were established by generation and, and previous, <laughs> yeah, you know, this. This made you all right, and of course, you know you, 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 you Baptist boy, you uh, <laughs> Baptist uh -huh. But I'm, I'm coming up Pentecostal, so you know we. It was like five sins. If you mastered that, you were good, or at least if you uh, masked it, mm -hmm. you were good. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so you didn't, you, you didn't have to do a lot, any, you know, a lot more measuring after that. And so my my questions about a lot of what we're talking about is like, why weren't we taught that? Why wasn't that dealt with? Why isn't it dealt with? And why isn't it placed in, in the category of actually being something that is spiritual? So when you talk about not attending to your health, yeah, it's a natural thing that you have to do, but there could be a spiritual root cause to why why you like, think don't. the way you think mm -hmm. about it, how you treat that. So Because our, our bodies are our temples. Temple of the Holy Spirit. But you said something that's actually, I don't want to be real preachery, but it's, <laughs> it's actually a great topic, masking versus mastering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's huge mm -hmm. right there. Like mm -hmm. it's so easy to just front mm -hmm. yeah. and pretend like you got it together versus actually have it and together. And the system accommodates it. And Absolutely. So that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I think I think that's what keeps a lot of brothers out of the church, honestly. Like I, I think uh, think what keeps a lot of brothers out is that they don't want to pretend. Mm -hmm. 
if they want to do something, they want to legitimately like do what they claim. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what is often not recognized or even touted is this is this um, aspect of grace that came up earlier, right? That we are religion that functions in grace. Rather than grace, we live in pretense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's all pretend that we uh, have it together. <laughs> 